Hey everybody, Bob Babbitt here. Welcome to Breakfast with Bob from Challenge Daytona, PTO 2020 Championship. Brought to you by Captiva Spine, by John Hall Chevrolet, USA Triathlon Foundation Risk Partners, and the PTO, the Pro Triathletes Organization, our next guest. He's ranked number one in the ITU world, and he is a, a wildcard entry here for his longest ever triathlon, Mr. Vincent Luis. Vincent, how are you? It's such a pleasure to meet you. Yes, I'm really good. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's an honor. Uh, I watch all your shows and I really enjoy it every time my wife comes and uh, and you 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 have all these guests. It's a, it's a really nice show to watch and yeah, thank you for having me. Really an honor. Well, thank you, Vincent. And so talk a little bit about growing up and in, in getting into this sport. When did triathlon come into your life? Uh, so first, I started swimming when I was six. Uh, my parents were used to go on, on holidays in Portugal around the sea, and uh, I guess they didn't want to really have to look after me, and uh, they wanted me to know how to swim and escape <laughs> the waves. So yes. yeah, basically at six, they, they just dropped me inside, uh, inside the, the communal pool, and I had to learn myself. And uh, yeah, I just, I just kept swimming until, 14, until I was 14, 15, and getting better, better, uh, podium at nationals and everything. And... Uh, I don't know. I, I just got bored when yes. I was 14 and 15. And it's my parents... Black, black yeah. line. Who wants to yeah, look yeah, at that yeah. All it's time. just... And my parents were runners, marathon runners. And I was used to go a bit with them doing like the local races and all this stuff. And um, I don't know. For me, triathlon was just so much more fun. Yes. And, uh, and you know, I just started when I was 15, 16. Bit of running, bit of biking, uh, getting into the federal program. And yeah, yeah. Uh, now, 15 years later, here I am. 15 years later. And, yeah. and when did you get to the point where you, you, know, where you were thinking, gosh, I, I think I could be really good at this? Uh, I think that was a, that was a double ways because uh, my dad helped me a bit. Yeah. <laughs> After I graduated when I was 18, you know, um, I got two choices, either going to uni or trying and putting all my, uh, all my efforts into being professional. And right. uh, basically, my dad told me, okay, I got... I don't remember, it was maybe six grants for your studies and uh, you can get them and you can either go to the uni or rent an apartment and, and do your job. And yeah, I picked to, I pick a, a nice place and just start training like a maniac. And I guess I did the, the right choice and never sit anymore on a chain at uni or whatever. Was the goal to get to the Olympics? Was that something that... Yeah, yeah, honestly... The Olympics are my daily motivation. Uh, I remember watching uh, 2004 Athens, and uh, yes. I still remember this uh, this finish, incredible finish, and um, that was it. That was it. I just wanted to race the Olympics, these fast and furious races, and uh, yeah, I grew up dreaming of a, of an Olympic medal, and I'm still dreaming of it. And then you go to that. You go to London. Yeah, I went to London um, 2012. I was pretty young. I think I was 21 or something. What was that experience like? Because I was at the at, at, in London for the Paralympics. I didn't go for the regular Olympics, but the crowds were crazy. Oh, yeah, that was insane. You know, when you're racing somewhere where the, the two favorites are locals, it's, <laughs> it's something really crazy. And that's kind of why I want to push until Paris 2024. Also. Yes. <laughs> well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. But yeah, back to London. That was, that was crazy in two ways. Uh, first Olympic for sure. And also I... I get to race with my good friend uh, Laurent Vidal that passed away uh, five years ago, and yes. so that's a, that's a big memory I have from from him, and uh, it taught me a lot. And uh, I'm still uh, I'm still having his little voice sometimes during racing, talking to me. So that's that's a great that's a great memory. And uh, what's yeah. he telling you during races? Uh, I remember the first. Uh, World Series podium I had just before starting. He was already on the sideline because of his heart problem, and he told me they're not stronger. And he was talking about the brothers, obviously. Right. And, and Ravi Gomez and all these top guys ranked in ITU. And right. he told me, Vince, 
they're not stronger. And now every time I'm racing and, you know, I got this feeling of, wow, it's getting hard, it's getting hard. And I remember that. No, they're not stronger. And he was, he was right. I mean, this year I won, I won all the races I start so far. So, yeah, he was kind of right, I guess. And you, you finished the last couple of years ranked, you know, number one in the world, world champion. That's, that's got to be a great feeling. Yeah, it's a, it's a great feeling. Uh, I got to get uh, I got to get a lot of credits to my training group and my coach Joel Field. We got yeah. an amazing training group. I got amazing training partners with Mario Mora, three-time world champion. Yes. Uh, yeah, Jake Burthwistel, Martin Van Riel, Yelegins, all these guys around me. They're pushing me every day. They helping me getting out of the door, out of my bed every day, and motivates me a lot for training. So yeah, I, I got to give them a lot of credits because uh, I think without them. Uh, I would still be ranked maybe tenth or, or twelfth, but now I'm I'm on the top of the, on the top. of the podium, and yeah, it's a it's a good situation, and you you want to keep it. So 2016, you go to Rio, your second Olympics. Yeah. Now, usually, when you go to your first Olympics and you're young, it's like okay, I'm gonna just tour, find out what this is about, go to opening ceremonies, closing, doing everything, because who knows if I'll ever be back. Second time, you're there to to win, to to do well. Yeah, I had a pretty good uh, 2015 season and mm -hmm. uh, qualified quite easy for the Olympics. I was uh, a really smooth path to, to, to get a medal at least. And I was really like, I felt strong and yes. I, I had a great winter. Uh, I raced uh, national cross country, finishing second and uh, I was going for it. And then, you know, I think, I think the main thing about Olympics for, for whoever hasn't, hasn't raced yet, it's, it's a race. It's swim, bike, run. You race the same people. So you just have to do what you know to do right and i don't know i wanted to do something different training harder training longer training whatever different and that was a mistake i got injured got stretch fracture on my left ankle keep running because the olympics were coming get another stretch fracture on the right ankle and six weeks six weeks six weeks before the olympics i was just in a wheelchair just waiting for being able to walk and um but you can't say it. You can't say it to your sponsors. You can't say it to anyone. So I just showed up at the Olympics, raced the, the race, ended up seventh. and just so You still ended up seventh. Yeah. You were in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah. not long before and yeah, you yeah, with yeah, double yeah. stretch fractures. Yeah, that was, uh, that was quite crazy. But then I crossed the line and I was done for, you for knew. The, the, the next five or six months. Uh, I had to, to heal everything. Yes. And um, I took... Uh, I, I was almost going for quitting triathlon after really? that. Really? Yeah, that was a tough moment, you know, because... Bah, because you're there to win. Yeah, you, you're here to win. You cross the line, and you're just like, wow, all of this for that, right? For seventh, seventh place. place. It's like, I mean, all of the of, all of your friends are like, oh, mate, you finished seventh at the Olympics. It's awesome, but <laughs> no, nah. nah. like not, at the Olympics, not when you want to be yeah, on the four, podium and four for twenty at the Olympics is the same. Right. You win or you lose. That's that's the game. That's that's how it works. And uh, so I was just like, oh, I'm gonna quit this thing. But first, I had to heal my ankles, and uh, I just took time and uh, enjoy my friends. And I decided to go to Kenya for a camp. Oh, did you go to running camp in Kenya? Yeah, and that was the... Um, that turned your life around. I think that's why it saved me from quitting. You saw how pure it was. <sighs> and, <laughs> and how lucky I was. Like, just being able to, to do my sport, to, lead, to have a living from this and right. everything. It's like, this guy, they have to work barefoot 5K to get just water. Yes. So it, it was just like a big hit in the face saying... Go back home, go back to work and do your job. Right. And that was the best decision I've ever made. So I spent five weeks in the uh, E10, uh, in 2,500 yeah. meters elevation, getting dropped by 15 years old girl on easy runs and all this stuff. You know, it's, it, it puts you back to where you belong. What's fascinating about that, I've had friends who went to run over there and they would say, the thing you learn the most is what recovery really is. 
because when you're in Kenya, when you're home, you think I'm going grocery shopping, I'm relaxing, this is recovery. When you're in Kenya and you're running twice or three times a day, when you're not running, you are laying down. You are looking, you're sitting on a rock looking at the sky. That's recovery. Yeah, that's the thing. I was, uh, I was living the Kenyan way, you know, on a 20 square meters, like a, they call it a room, but I would call it a cell. Yes, <laughs> it's just right. one bubble light at the, at the top and you're just, you're just waiting for the next training. And, and that's it. And, and you learn a lot from that. No TV, no Wi-Fi, no, no distraction. You know, there's no Strava in Kenya. There's just you, your legs, and, 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 you're, and you're running. And, and yeah, it, it, teach you, it teaches you humility, I guess. Yeah. And so when did you feel that you were back? When you came back home, you were a different person. Yeah, that's it. And, and, and not only sport-wise, you know. Right. No, just, no. just like on daily basis, like turning the lights off, taking care of the planet, of electricity, or everything. It's just changed your vision of, of everything. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, I think that was my biggest... Um, I made my biggest mistake before the Olympics, and I think I made my, was, my wiser choice after. So but the other thing that's fascinating, I remember interviewing Frank Shorter, who won the Olympic gold in 1972, and he said, the biggest mistake people make is they go to the Olympics and try to do something different than they've done before. He says, you look at the people who win the marathon or whatever, they, they're running a time they've run before. It's, they're, not, they're not setting a world record most of the time. Mm. And that's what you learned from that, first, that, that Olympic experience. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you just show up and, and, and you do what you know to do, yes. you're going to win. No surprises. So, yeah, there is no... I, I'm always saying in endurance sports, there is, there is no magic. There's no magic. There is surprises, good surprise, but yes. no, no magic. So talk a little bit about this experience that's coming up. This is the long, you're, you're usually racing less than two hours, and now you're racing something that's going to be a little bit more than that. <laughs> it's like a 1.2 mile, and there's uh, about close to a 50-mile bike ride, an 11-mile run, and there's $1.15 million on the line. Pretty exciting. And you're racing people, a lot of them you've never raced before. Yeah, that's um, it's like a box of chocolate, you know. You don't know what you're gonna pick. Forest <laughs> Gump, just, I like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just uh, no. I'm just super excited about about racing. Like just a new distance, new people, you know, all this new stuff, new bike, new helmet, all these new things. It's just like you know, it's just a different sport. You're just like doing something different. And after a year like this, I mean, I'm I'm first first of all, I'm really grateful that PTO gave me this workout and allowed yes. me to race. I think that's that I can thank them enough for that, giving me the opportunity of racing one more time, racing here in the, in the US, and, uh, and having this amazing prize purse. I think that's, that's, the, that's the main subject of all of this is, we can race, so I, can't, I cannot turn this offer down, and, and I wanna race, I wanna race this guy, I wanna see what, what, what I can do against them and all of this, and, and, and if, I have the, if I have the guts to, to race them until the finish line, so that's the, that's the good thing. It's a special format. Uh, it's not even an half Ironman, but it's not as short as what I'm used to race. Right. TT bike, all this different stuff. And um, yeah, I just want to have fun, you know? That's, that's how I live. I live on a daily basis, just having fun. I, I'm, I, I'm used to say when I wake up in the morning, my biggest worry is what type of coffee I'm going to have. And I want to keep it like this, you know? I just want to race. I have no tactic. I'm just going to race with my guts as I, as I usually do and... and it happens what's going to happen. And if, if a long-distance guy wins, good he's, for he's, him. He was he's the gonna best. He's going to earn it. Yeah, yeah, it was the best. And that's what we like with triathlon, you know. We got, um, I got a lot of debate about setting world records. I'm against world records in triathlon because in triathlon, you win or you lose. doesn't matter the time you set. Times really don't. I mean, the only place where time matters 
is in Kona because of all the history, yeah. right? That's the but thing. other than that, any uh, most of the other races, the times don't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we don't have a note. Like Sunday, people will maybe win in three hours or five, three hours 15, three hours 17. Who cares? It doesn't matter. It's going to win. What's fascinating to me is you finally get a TT bike, right? You get a brand new Shiv and it's at the bike shop. And, and what happens? Yeah, my bike got stolen actually. <laughs> and you had it, have you ridden it yet? <laughs> no, cra- that, that, was a, that was a crazy thing. Like it, I just got the new bike, the mechanic built it and everything. And uh, I was just showing up at the shop, taking a nice picture and everything, saying thank you to the shop. And they, oh, they still have to fix something on the aerobars. So I was like, okay, keep it for the, for the day and uh, I grab it tomorrow morning. Yeah. Show up tomorrow. I showed up the next day and the roof was wide open and they just like fished my bike with a hook. <laughs> so somebody like went in through the roof yeah. and got a, a hook of some sort and pulled your bike out. Exactly. Gone. So the bike was gone. <laughs> Before ne- you even rode it. Yeah, never rode it. <laughs> <laughs> and when you called, that's a tough call, calling Specialized. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, by the way, that new bike, it's gone. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was the thing. I was like, oh, uh, I got a problem. My, my bike got stolen. I'm like, uh we just sent you the bike like two days ago. I'm like, yeah, it's gone already. I was like, ah, oh, Vincent, Vincent. I'm like, no, no, no. I did, not, I did not go to the pub, like lock my bike in front of the pub. That's not this story. They opened the roof of the shop and they like fished the bike. They're like, wow, crazy. Okay, we'll send you a new bike. So yeah, uh, that's, that's super cool that I, I got good sponsors and they're really helpful. But yeah, someone is riding a shiver on. I don't even know if... <laughs> If he knows how to brake or how to shift with this bike, but if you see someone a bit clumsy on uh, on a shift, it's uh, it's your bike. Possibly mine. Probably yeah. your name's on there too. Yeah, 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 there is my name on it for sure. It's <laughs> <So. laughs> the best. So, uh, have you spent much time on it? Not your new one that they didn't yeah. steal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, f- I spend uh, quite a lot of time. You know, I'm. I'm I don't want it to, to show up at this race and not being ready to race. Of course not. No. So, yeah, I spent quite a lot of time. Uh, it was a, a bit sketchy before uh, the last walk-ups. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to ride my shiv as much as I can. So I was just riding the shiv every day. And uh, and for race day, like Valencia walk-up, I just rode my road bike for the first time the day before the race. And uh, and then shiv- and then shifting again to the to the shiv on Monday. So that was and quite... And you're liking uh, it? Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's fast. These things are fast. But I got a big hill coming back home. It's 1K at 10%. And uh, yeah, I I prefer my road bike to getting back home. (laughs) So you're living in Girona. And Girona right now is the capital of endurance, right? You got Jan Ferdano there. You got Tour de France guys there. Do you see some of the other guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm actually not living that far from Jan. So, and we swim basically at the swim at the same time. So we we see each other a lot, and we like the same thing. I mean. Coffees mostly, so we see yes. <laughs> we see each other a lot at the coffee shop. But yeah, we see all the guy from EF, the the, the cycling team. Uh, I saw Wood Van Aert. He passed me one one day. Incredible. Passed you? Yeah, incredible. <laughs> 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 this guy. You, you knew right away who it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there is no doubt. Huh? There he is, didn't have there. a newspaper on the back, and he wasn't riding flip flops. He, he just yeah, yeah. He's a real guy. <laughs> no, no, no. This guy is like I mean, he's one of the best uh, rider in the world. So yeah. pff, for sure, he's gonna pass you on huh? whatever you do. And uh, yeah, there is there is a few guys, a few good riders. So it's uh, just a, a small town, but um, I guess the the middle ratio is quite high. Yes, just a little bit. And so we've got Tokyo coming up. And yeah, that, that's the goal. And Tokyo, and then Paris. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Tokyo, twenty twenty one now. Yes, uh, that's the goal. But as I said, I wanna I wanna keep it fun. And you know now the difference that I notice is that I got these two world titles. I got this World Series win, this World Cup wins, and if if my career will end tomorrow, I would be still happy. You know, that would be still, okay, I got yeah. a great career. I can look back and say, yeah, that was great. 
an Olympic medal would be the, the cherry on the cake for sure, but I'm not starving for it anymore. Right. I'm just going there and I'm, and I'm going to race this guy as hard as I can and I'm going to do everything I can for winning. But it's not the same feeling. I'm not, I'm not putting my life on the line. No. So because I already have these things, these titles and these medals at home, I'm already proud and happy with what I did. But it's one more race that I have to, I have to do and I have to do well. And uh, obviously Tokyo is a, is, a, is a big deal coming. We have also a strong uh, mixed team relay with the French. Right. But uh, yeah, Paris 2024, definitely. Um, they asked me to design the bike course and everything. So I'm going to make it tough for sure. And uh, ah, You get to help design the bike course. Yeah, I like yeah. It. so that's going to be a nice race. Uh, believe me, it's going to be a nice race. Uh, all the French people are going to be there to welcome you. And uh, I hope they're going to be cheerful for people fighting for a medal. Well, it's going to be fun about that, talking to the Brownlee brothers, and they're talking about how the pressure kept building, right? It is, it, the morning of the race, they're, the BBC is broadcasting from the venue, and they're like, in a few hours, the Brownlee brothers will be bringing medals home, and they're like looking at each other, having their tea, going, uh, we better not screw this up. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure, your home country, but y you have a little bit of Kenya in you now, so you know how to t handle that type of stuff. Yeah, 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 that's the thing. I mean, when we showed up in London in 2012, they had, like, their face on, on every bus in the city. They have, like... Billboards, yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 like, like, massive advertisements in the street. Like, they were, I remember they were advertising for Visa, the credit card, on the, on the street with the Bronley Brothers. Yes. That was insane. But they delivered a, such a good race. Alistair was, I think, on top of his heart, and, 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 he, and he won, pff, like, yeah. he, he was super strong that day. And I, I don't think anyone could have beat him. No. Nobody did. But um, yeah, racing on home soil is something pretty special. I did a few walk-ups in French and Conti Cups, but for sure Olympics is going to be the, the big thing. But I want to be part of it. I think uh, with the experience now, I can, I can handle the, the pressure and all this stuff. I also got a, a good team around me with my uh, agent and everything that Love can it. help me about like, media and stuff that I have to deal with. So yeah, that's, uh, that's going to be cool. Like, I, I can't wait to race on home soil for sure. You're the best. Vincent, such a pleasure to get to meet you. Congratulations on everything you've done. Uh, you're, it's going to be so much fun watching you race out here this weekend. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Vincent Luis has been our guest again. Breakfast with Bob. Challenge Daytona PTO 2020 Championship. Hold on, everybody. We will be right back.